ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له قرار به وتوحيدا واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان الاصدق الكلام كلام الله وخير الحدي حدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار اما بعد حياكم الله اخوانا في الله alhamdulillah it's been a long time since we've been in bradford but after praising allah azza wa jalla as deserve to be praised then likewise we thank our brothers for their efforts for verily we remember in the early days when we used to come here very few numbers and not that numbers is a fundamental part of our dawa lakin it does bring joy to see the faces of the sunnah faces of salafiya brothers and sisters coming together alhamdulillah reminding one another of this blessed deen of Allah azza wa jal and the manhaj of salafi so we pray that Allah azza wa jal continues to bless us and to strengthen the ranks of brotherhood and sisterhood and make us firm upon this dawah to salafiya up until we return to Allah azza wa jal amen today's topic a topic my brothers and my sisters extremely important for they are majority of us in this masjid and the majority of the sisters that are here are either mothers or fathers and if you are not mothers or fathers then bi idhnillah ta'ala in the new future you will be mothers and you will be fathers The lecture will be revolving around the trials of parenthood. What comes with raising our children in the times that we live and in the place that we live. The obstacles that we face in our times. The rights of the parents over their children and the rights of the children which they have over their parents. Now in this short time now there is no way that we got we're going to be able to cover everything but we'll try to take inshallah the bullet points to the best of our ability I start off by saying regarding the religion of Islam it is a religion as ahl al-ilm they say and the deen al-islam yu'ti kull dhi haqqin haqqahu that is a religion of Islam a religion that honors the rights of individuals the rights of a father the rights of a mother the rights of a child 
rights of neighbors, rights of the non-Muslims, a religion, alhamdulillah, that gives each person that is deserving of a right, their due right. This is taken, there are many examples from the Quran and the Sunnah regarding this. But inshallah, there's one hadith that I wanted to start off with, regarding giving their rights to those individuals that are mustahik. The hadith of Abu Darda and Salman al-Farisi, radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma. The hadith which is mentioned in Sahih Bukhari, when Salman al-Farisi, he came to visit Abu Darda. And when he was, the hadith is long, but we do ikhtisar. When he was at the home of Abu Darda, Abu Darda presented to him some food. But he himself, Abu Darda, withheld from eating because he was fasting. So Salman al-Farisi, he said, that I will not eat up until you eat. So then he ate. Then in the night, he stood to pray. He got up to pray in the night prayer. And Salman al-Farisi told him, Nam, sleep, there is still time. Rest. So then he rested. And then the second time, he got up to pray the night prayer. And once again, Salman al-Farisi advised him, take time, there is time. Make your body rest. And then the third time, they both stood in the night prayer and they prayed together. Before this, Abu, uh, Salman al-Farisi also saw the wife of Abu Darda in a state which was a shabby state. Her clothes was described was in a state there was no care. And it was said it was due to the fact that Abu Darda, the husband, he has no interest in the affairs of the dunya. So Salman al-Farisi knowing this regarding fasting, because he was an Abid, and also standing in the night prayer. Then Salman al-Farisi said to him those famous words. He said, That verily your Lord has rights over you. And verily your soul has rights over you. And your family has rights over you. Allah, something that we should all comprehend and understand. Your family has rights over you. So give everyone who is deserving of these rights, their rights. فَذَحَبَ أَبُوْ دَرْدَى رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعْلَى إِلَىٰ نَبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمْ فَذَكَرَ لَهُ ذَلِكَ So Abu Darda, he went to the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم and explained or mentioned to him what took place. And the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم, he said, صَدَقَ السَّلْمَان The verily Salman, he spoke the truth. So what is the shahid? The shahid, my brothers and my sisters, that this religion, this religion of Islam, manhaj al-Salafi, it has hukuk, there are rights. وَأَعْظَمَ الْحَقِّ حَقَّ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ And the greatest of rights to be fulfilled is the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَعْبُدُ اللَّهِ وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا Worship Allah alone and do not ascribe partners with Allah. 
a'zam al-haq. That is the greatest of rights that should be fulfilled, that a slave worships his Lord alone. And inshallah from this, from that verse, the second part of that verse, it also mentions, وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا And be dutiful towards your parents. Be dutiful towards your parents. These verses I'm sure every one of us, or every one of us have heard before. But what the intent is tonight is to really reflect and check ourselves in regarding what Allah has commanded us to do in regards of our rights towards our mothers and our fathers and the rights regarding our children. Yes, we are familiar with these verses and these ahadith. But inshallah we'll try to elaborate and shed some light to see that what is the downfall? What is causing the problems in our homes? We live in times of fitting. So it's upon every father, mother to protect their child and keep away the wasail, the means that will bring corruption to their children. We start off and we say some kalam of Ahlul Ilm that the foundation of this relationship and the alaqat al-walidain bi abna'ihim taqumu ala qawa'id haddadaha al-deen al-islami that the relation of the parents with their children it is built upon the foundations laid down by the religion of Islam and it exemplifies the mutual rights between the parents and the children so that's an asal that's a principle that how we should be it is derived from the religion of Islam the principles that Islam has laid down and you will find as ahl al-ilm they say kullama tajidu al-bi'a muttamassika al-qawa'id al-diniya tajidu alaqat al-walidayn ma abna'ihim aqwa wa ahsan mujtami' that every time you find a community or a society where it is built and holding on to the foundations of the deen that community that society you will find the alaqa that relationship between the parents and the children is far better far better the community is much stronger because the foundation is built upon the principles of Islam and the opposite that whenever you find a community or a people that they are far from the principles of Islam then you will find that the alaqa that the relationship between parent and child it suffers it is not a strong relationship they are problem is problematic so that is the first alhamdulillah thing which ahlul ilm they have mentioned that we should know these principles what are these principles makanatul walidain fil islam that is the chapter heading now the station of the parents in islam allah azza wa jal 
has given such an honor and lofty position of the parents in Islam. And there are ayat that prove this. Ahlul ilm, they have derived and they have said, number one, أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَزَ وَجَلْ قَرَنَ الْحَقَّ الْوَالَدَيْنِ وَشُكْرَهُمَا بِحَقِّ وَشُكْرِهِ That Allah Azza wa Jal in the Qur'an, He couples the right of Allah alongside the rights of the parents. The thanking of Allah together with the thanking of the parents. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions, وَعْبُدَ اللَّهُ وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا Worship Allah alone. And do not ascribe none with him. And be dutiful to your parents. So look at this. Ahlul ilm they say, that the most important haqq is the haqq of Allah, to worship him alone. And after mentioning the most important haqq, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands that you be dutiful to your parents. And that shows the makan and the station that parents have in this religion of Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throughout the Quran mentions various types of methods encouraging to be dutiful towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Taratin fi surat al-mithaq. Sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in a way that which is a covenant. To be dutiful to your parents is a covenant. Sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions qada, that it is something which Allah has legislated and decreed. And sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions it as a wasiyah. And we'll bring the proofs of this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions, وَإِذْ أَخَذْنَ مِيثَاقَ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ لَا تَعْبُدُونَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنَ إِحْسَانًا That the first one, the uslub and the manner which Allah, He uses, is that it is a covenant. That, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and we took the covenant from the children of Israel, saying, worship none but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be dutiful towards Him. In the other verse, Allah mentions, وَقَضَى The same, and then at the end He mentions, وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنَ إِحْسَانًا And your Lord has decreed that you worship none but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you be dutiful to your parents. So look at the different seerah. One way He mentions it by way of a covenant. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then wasiyah. وَوَصَيْنَ الْإِنسَانِ بِوَالِدَيْهِ إِحْسَانًا And we have enjoined a man to be dutiful and kind towards his parents. This, my brothers and sisters, is not only for the Muslim parents. A lot of us are either ignorant or neglectful regarding the parents that we have, or those of us who have parents who are non-Muslims. Even the non-Muslims, they have rights over you. And there is a manner that you should be with them. Yes, you do not obey them when it comes to the facade, or the corruption, or them commanding you to commit shirk with Allah Azza wa Jal, or anything which is ma'asiyah lil khaliq, anything which is disobedient to Allah. But other than that, listen to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions in the Qur'an. وَإِن جَاهَدَكَ عَلَىٰ أَن تُشْرِكَ مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ الْعِلْمِ فَلَا تُطِعْهُمَا وَصَاحِبْهُمَا فِي الدُّنْيَا مَعْرُوفًا That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions that if they strive, these two parents that are non-Muslims, they strive against you 
for you to commit shirk, then do not obey them in that matter. Do not obey them. But behave with them in this world in a kindly manner. And this is even for the non-Muslims. Abu Hira radiallahu ta'ala, his mother, she was a non-Muslim. To the degree, not just only a non-Muslim. She used to dislike Islam to the, to the level where she didn't even want to hear Abu Hurairah mention anything about Islam. But Abu Hurairah was persistent with the aid of the Messenger's dua. But he was constantly there for her rights, good in manners. And Alhamdulillah, then Alhamdulillah with the permission of Allah, she embraced. And there are many examples of this. So Alhamdulillah, yes, it is a sin. Shirk is a sin. Kufr is a huge sin. But perhaps with, your, with the permission of Allah, and then with your example, with your kindness, may soften their hearts to accept the haqq. And we pray to Allah, Azza wa Jal, those of us who have parents that are non-Muslims, that Allah guides them and expands their hearts to accept the deen of Islam. Ameen. So just as we have now mentioned, إذن, just as being dutiful towards our parents is a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then likewise, to be disobedient, disrespectful to our parents, then this is something which is prohibited in our religion. Now inshallah we'll mention some examples regarding being disobedient to our parents and the consequences of that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentioned in the Quran, after commanding to worship Allah alone and to be dutiful towards them. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions that if one of your parents or both of your parents, they attain an old age, فَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفٍ وَلَا تَنْحَرْهُمَا وَقُلْ لَهُمَا قَوْلًا كَرِيمًا That Allah Azza wa Jal, He commands, that once they reach this age, an old age, Say not a word of disrespect. A word. Listen to what Allah says. A word. Do not say a word of disrespect to your parents. Nor do you raise your voice at them and address your parents with honor. Uh, Imam Sa'di rahimullah, regarding this he says, فَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفْ That do not even say uff to them. هَذَا أَدَّ مَرَاتِبَ الْأَذَى that this is the least harm that a person can do to his parents. Just by uttering uff. And what is uff? It's a gesture, it's a sound that indicates that you dislike something. It's not even a word. It's a gesture, a sound. Imam Sa'adi, he says, this is the least harm that you can put forth to your parents. Even that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made a prohibition. The least harm that you can do to your parents, a gesture of something that you are displeased with or not happy with, even that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made a prohibition. And this is to strike and to make a person aware that if you are not allowed to say oof, then anything other than that is far worse. 
If you cannot even say oof as a disrespect to your parents, then anything other than that is totally likewise out the question. And do not shout at them. Wala Do not shout at them. And Imam Sa'adi he says likewise he says, and do not let they come from you something which is repulsive and offensive by way of your actions towards your parents. That there, alhamdulillah, for anyone of understanding, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they have mentioned. If we cannot say, Uf, we can't do anything else. Some of us have our parents with us today, where we can mend and rectify. But some of us have parents that are no longer here. And perhaps they have that regret that they could have done more. Or perhaps they have that regret that I raised my voice. Or I answered back. It's upon those to make dua and work righteous actions for very that will benefit the deceased. And those of us that still have our parents that are alive today, Wallahi by Allah, strive. Strive hard to be that child that brings pleasure, that brings happiness to the parents. For verily, disobeying your parents and bringing harm and dishonoring your parents is from the major sins. Min al-kabair. From the major sins. So these are the principles, my brothers and my sisters, that we have to understand and we have to know and implement this in our homes with our children in order for our children, inshallah, to turn out and be righteous offspring that will later, inshallah, benefit us. But going back to the point, the hadith where Anas ibn Malik radiallahu ta'ala anqal, ذَكَرَ الرَّسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمْ أَوْ سُئِلْ عَنِ الْكَبَائِرِ the Messenger ﷺ, he mentioned or he was questioned regarding the major sins. And then the Messenger of Allah ﷺ, he mentioned a few. But from them he said, الشرك بالله وقتل النفس وعقوق الوالدين To commit shirk with Allah Azzawajal, to kill a soul, and to be disobedient, disrespectful to your parents is from the major sins. From the seerah that was mentioned. Cursing your parents is also from the major sins. Hadith where the Messenger وسلم, he said, Inna min akbar al-kabair That cursing your parents is from the major sins. But the most severe of major sins is that you curse your parents. So that the companions, they said to the Messenger of Allah, how does a person curse his parents? And then the Messenger وسلم, he replied by saying, That a person curses another person's father, then that person in return curses his father. Or a person curses another person's mother, and that person in return then curses your mother. But what is the shahid? The shahid is, as Ahl al-Ilm, they have derived from these many points of benefit. That this hadith shows that one can be sinful due to the parents. 
due to the fact that the station that the parents have. So even the, if you bring harm through a third party to your parents, you are even sinful for that. Look at the makan that Alhamdulillah that Allah Azza wa Jal has granted our parents. And sometimes we don't even realize. There is ijma' as Imam An-Nawi wa Rahimallahu Ta'ala. He said, أَجْمَعُ الْعُلَمَاءَ الْعَمَرِ بِالْبِرِّ الْوَالِدَيْنِ وَأَنَّ عَكُوكَ هُمَا حَرَامٌ وَمِنَ الْكَبَائِرِ Ijma' consensus. Imam Nawawi rahimullah ta'ala, he said that there is consensus of the ulama with the command and the obligation of being dutiful to your parents. And to disrespect them and dishonor them is haram and from the major sins. My brothers and my sisters, being disrespectful to our parents, there is a natijan athar you will see the direct effects in this life and also in the hereafter. Yes, there are effects in this life and effects in the hereafter. Bin Nas Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. By textual evidence of our Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The first one, the effects that you will have in this life. قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ثلاثة لا يقبل الله منهم صرفا ولا عدلا. The Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said they are three. Listen to this. And even though there is اختلاف regarding the حكم, but they are some of أهل العلم that take ظاهر الحديث, that take the apparent wording of the hadith, and they hold the حكم to be what we are about to mention. So three. Allah Azza wa Jal does not accept from them. He does not accept sarfa. What does sarf mean? Ahlul ilm they say that sarf means either tawbah, waqil, nafila. The supergratory acts. So sarf carries the meaning they said imma tawbah or imma nafila. So Allah will not accept that. And Allah Azza wa Jal wala adla. And what is adla? العلم, they have said الفديه أو فريضة الفديه when you slaughter in order to expiate what you have done wrong or حج العمرة or other than that or فريضة the obligatory um, acts here pertaining to salah the messenger وسلم, said these will not be accepted and he mentioned three the one that is عاق عاق meaning disobedient brings dishonor to his parents unhappiness to his parents the one that carries tales and calls facade amongst the people and the one that denies qadr so of ahlul ilm and from them our brother alhamdulillah arafat alhamdulillah likewise he said that there is ikhtilaf and fi regarding this mas'ala some of Ahlul Ilm, they hold this hadith, by the way, Shaykh Al-Bani rahimullah ta'ala holds it to be Hassan. So, some of Ahlul Ilm, they say, Zahir al-Nas, the actions will not be accepted. The very least, even in this ikhtilaf, why would any one of us want to put ourselves in such a position? Where even, not only are we going to receive punishment, that even 
our own deeds may not be accepted. Something, wallah, to reflect about. So this is, inshallah, regarding the author of where? Huh? No, I'm, I'm trying to give you like chapter headings, so bullet points, so you can, mashallah, huh? This in this life. Okay. So that is the natija that can take place in this life. And the natija is the possibility of your deeds not being accepted. I think you have had a lot of lessons, Salam Mustafa, and you're tired. Inshallah, inshallah, just a bit longer, bi'ithnillah. Something important. Now, the natija that can take place, fil akhirah, which is even more frightening. So the one that is the aq, walidi, the one who is disobedient to his parents, then in the hereafter, listen to the severe threat. Kala Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, thalathatun la yadkhuloon al-jannah. There will be three that will not enter paradise. From them the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Aq liwalidayn. The one who is disobedient, disrespectful to his parents. And that is collected in the Muslim of Imam Ahmad and likewise Shaykh Al-Bani rahimahullah ta'ala holds that hadith to be Hassan. وَكَذَلِكَ فِي الْمُسْتَدِ إِمَامَ أَحْمَدِ Another narration. ثَلَاثَةٌ لَا يَنْذُرُ اللَّهَ عَزَى وَجَلِ إِلَيْهِمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ الْعَاقِ لِوَالِدَيْهِ That three, Allah Azza wa Jal will not look at on the day of judgment. Just this hadith itself. The mere fact that Allah Azza wa Jal, Rabbuna, our Lord, and we know that Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, that the i'tiqad and the belief of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah that the biggest ni'mah or blessing that an abd can have is not even dukhul al-jannah. is not even entering jannah. Lakin an-nadhala ila rabbihi. To look at his Lord on the day of judgment. Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, just by being disobedient to your parents, that Allah azza wa jal will not look at you. If Allah azza wa jal will look at you, min babal awla, you will not look at Allah azza wa jal. Look. Look at the makan that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given our parents. Look at the makan Allah has given our fathers. The makan that Allah has given our mothers. That there is so much connected that revolves around them. That our lives here can be affected how our relationship is with our parents. Our akhirah can be jeopardized how we are with our parents. These are just some of the reasons. But what they have done for us should be sufficient. How they have nurtured us from a young age, looked after us. Even that is sufficient. But alhamdulillah, these are just ziyadat. Now, we want to look at, inshallah, if we have time, asbab, al-uquq al-walidayn. So what are the reasons? What are the asbab? What are the means? Or what are the reasons? Of why individuals are falling into disrespecting their parents. This will be done in three categories, inshallah. It will be done because, alhamdulillah, this book that I'm doing, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward our brother, alhamdulillah. There is a brother, and I think we all know who he is. He's a brother that spends from his own wealth. And he gives the du'at and other than du'at books 
as gifts. And alhamdulillah, this is one of the books that I am going through now that he gifted me. So alhamdulillah, whoever does not thank the people has not thanked Allah. I thank this brother, alhamdulillah. And if it wasn't the, for the reason that I don't want his deeds, alhamdulillah, to be known, wallah, I would mention his name. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raise his ranks and may Allah forgive him and give him khair for dunya wal akhirah. But alhamdulillah, this is a book, alhamdulillah, which was done as a study for one of the Islamic universities regarding this whole topic of parenthood and being disrespectful. And there were also surveys that were done. And there was a survey that was done where they went into the Muslim communities and they spoke to parents of why they thought that the parents, they addressed the parents, the reason of why children are disrespectful. And then they spoke to the children and why speaking to the children, addressing them, why do you think they are the, the reasons of why the children disrespect their parents? So alhamdulillah, we'll look at the nadar من وجهة النظر الوالدين والنظر كذلك بالأبناء and then the third one we'll have a look at the asbab and the reasons that causes facade and corruption of the abna and why they are disobedient to their parents الأسباب الخارجية not related to the father and the mother and not related to the children but things which are related to outside of that so the first one that we will cover بإذن الله Ma Adri, do we have time? What time is the salah? Definitely we have to continue with Iznillah, but what time is the adhan? Kash, matter. 34. So inshallah we'll utilize the four minutes. Iznillah. So the first one, the first chapter heading is Aham Khamsal Asbab Lil Ukuk Min al So now we'll look at the five most important reasons that were given of why the children are disobedient by the view of the parents. Number one, the weakness of religion pertaining to the children. They do not have the asal, they do not have that seed planted, the seed of Islam within them. So they don't have Islam with them. Number two, تَقْلِيدُ سَيِّئِ مِنْ أَبْنَاءِ الْآخِرِينَ Following the bad examples of other children. And these are asbab, but for the one of understanding it is a principle. So the first one is that the child has no tarbiyah. So then what does that tell us? We have to, have to, give, we have to give our children tarbiyah. Because these are the most important things that were said and recognized that the suburb of this mushkila of why we are losing our children in this way and why our children are affected and being disobedient towards their parents. These are the main things which were diagnosed as problems. Number three, Jahal Abna Hakukul Walidayn. The ignorance of the children in regards to the rights of their parents. The children, they're ignorant of it. They don't know the rights, what their parents have over them. They're ignorant of it. Number three. Just to see if you're with me, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, that's good. That's what I like. 
Okay. Ta'afil abna lil mukhaddarat wa musakkarat. Number four, the use of drugs and likewise substances that intoxicate. So the children, they begin to use these things, drugs, alcohol, and other than that, which cause fasad in the home. And the fifth one, the main reason that was mentioned, اِتِقَادَ الْأَبْنَاءَ أَنْهُمْ أَصْبَهُ كِبَارًا That the children, they have the belief that we have now become adults. Kibar, khalas. Our parents cannot say anything to us. We know better. We know better than the parents. So that attitude is instilled in their minds so they do not take from their parents. These are the five main reasons that were mentioned by the by the parents. Now, subhanAllah, we will take... What should we do after salah? By the salah. So you have a minute if you are those who need to make wudu. Khalas. We'll continue bi idnillah after salah. Hayakumullah. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له إكرارا به وتوحيدا وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم تسليما مزيدا أما بعد إن شاء الله our brother Abu Hakim is here so I won't take much more of your time بإذن الله but We'll get the last few points in, inshallah. So those brothers that are traveling back to London, inshallah, taqweem, they will travel back after these taking these points, inshallah, bi'ithnillah. Okay? So we've got 10 minutes, bi'ithnillah, quickly. All right, where did we stop? Huh? We took, we took the asbab, what the parents said, and now we're going to take what the children said. Taib? Number one, and this, wallahi, when I read this, really hit my heart. 
make me feel Allah musta'an that I'm falling short Allah musta'an number one Adam tarbiyat al-walidain lil-abna tarbiyat al-islamiyah sahiha the children they said that due to the fact that there is disobedience and the state that they are in due to the parents not giving them the Islamic, the correct Islamic tarbiyah that was the main reason that was mentioned. And just as as Yawm al-Qiyamah, Allah Musta'an, when everybody will be for themselves, nafsi, nafsi, the child will even go against the father and the mother on that great day. It's even being said now. Something for us to reflect and look how we are with our children. So that was the first one. Number two, Adam al-Adal bayn al-Abna, that there is not justice done between the children. One child is being favored over another child. Or one child is being given more than the other child. And this causes something to come in the nafus, in the hearts, as which was in the story of who in the Quran? Yusuf والسلام, and his brothers. So that is the second reason that was given. Number three, subhanallah, غياب القدوة الحسنة the absence of a good example. There is no example for the children to follow. Their parents are not leading by example. And the children themselves are saying that there is an absence of a good example. So, alhamdulillah, we have to lead by example. Wallah. It's not enough for us just to give the tarbiyah. It's not enough just to say, Qala Allah wa Qala Rasul. That's a fundamental. But we have to live that way. We have to talk that way. We have to act that way and live that way. In order for our children to accept it from us. Number four. In shigal al-walidayn anil abna. Wa adam al-mutaba'atuhum. That the parents. They are neglectful. They are too busy with their own life. They are too busy either with work or whatever it is, but they are just busy. And they are neglecting their children and giving time to their children. Meaning following up and watching what they are doing. They are left to their own devices. Because the father or the mother is not giving them time. And these are things, wallah, maybe we are all falling short in. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rectify our affairs. And if we're doing it, alhamdulillah, there's no harm in increasing. Because the more time and effort you put in your children by Allah, it will benefit you and your children. You will see the thamarat. You will see the fruits in the future. If not in this life, you will see in the akhirah. Bi'idhnillah. Number five, which is a sad, which is a sad case as well. وَقُوعَ طَلَاقْ بَيْنَ الْوَالَدَيْنِ Talaq, divorce, occurring with both parents. This is something that naturally affects children. So this is why I say to the brother and to the sister, that yes, sometimes we do have our differences, but don't be always so quick to throw the towel in. Don't be always so quick to be mentioning divorce and talaq. Try. Allah Azza wa Jal bless you to be together. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed you, alhamdulillah, to have children. So fight for that. 
And if it's not for yourselves, at least for your children. By Allah, in my years, even teaching in schools, and even in communities, the ones that we have seen, the children that are most affected, are the ones that come from broken homes. The ones that come from divorced homes. Because there is an imbalance. It's not balanced. If there's no father around the child, he needs the father. If there is no mother around, then obviously that will affect the child. So do not be quick, be patient my brother, and be patient my sister. Whatever shortcomings that you see with one another, whatever mushkila that you have, if you can rectify it, rectify it in this life. Because inshallah, if, bi'idhnillah, with Allah's rahmah, you are in Jannah, and you make Jannah, there is no shortcomings, you'll be perfect. You'll be pleased with one, one, with one another's character, and it will be eternal. So strive, alhamdulillah, don't be so easy just to throw the towel in and finish. Too many divorces, and we're not saying divorce is not legislated, but try, sacrifice for your children. Because the ones that are affected most, wallah, is not the mother, it's not the wife, and it's not the father, or the husband. It is the children, the ones that are affected most. Number six, you'll find that there is in idam al-hiwar wal naqash bain al-walidain wal abna that there is no dialogue, there is no conversation between the parents and the child. Our situation in the home has become such that the child is in the bedroom, the child is in their own room, especially when they reach the age when they are teenagers. You will find that they eat alone. They are always alone. The father and the parents are in one area and the children in another area. No. Eat together. Eat on the floor together. Sunnah. Build that bond. Talk to one another. This is something, alhamdulillah, that builds the strength in the relationship. But subhanallah, you'll find a lot of the times they're in one home, but they hardly see each other and they hardly speak. Number seven. That family problems and family differences in the home. And a lot of ikhtilafat, differences, which is causing also problems. Number eight, that you'll find that the parents, they are extremely harsh and they are stern towards their children. They don't have rift. They don't have gentleness and they're not soft towards their children. Everything is just harsh, in a hard manner, extremely strict. And we're not saying compromise the, the limits that Allah has set. But be gentle to your child. Speak gentle with your child, joke with your child. If it's allowed, alhamdulillah, in the deen, then be so. Have good character. Because we'll find a lot of the time that what happens, that when the husband is in the home, then you'll find that he's the most miserable person that he is towards the wife. He's very miserable towards the children. But when he's with the brothers, La ilaha illallah. He's one of the most balanced and joking guys, alhamdulillah. Very active, very bubbly. And I see the brothers laughing because they can relate to what I'm saying. But the children and your wife are more deserving of your good character. So make that effort. Make your wife laugh. When did you last make your wife laugh? Make your children laugh before you make your brothers outside laugh. Something to reflect upon. Also, the opposite. Mubalagh al-waladain fit tasahul mal abana. 
the opposite. That they are too lenient and they let their children get away with murder. Too soft with them. They just leave their children to do whatever they want. That is also a problem that brings about disobedience to the parents. And number 10, what's mentioned, Dua walidain ala abna is when the parents, they make dua against their children. And this is something which is, especially in the Arab world and other than that, especially the North Africans, ma'roof bidalik. Cursing the children. And they may say that we don't mean it, but there's a prohibition. The Messenger wasallam has mentioned, do not curse your wealth, do not curse yourselves, and do not curse your children. Do not curse your children. Even if it's in anger, hold your tongues. Perhaps that curse or that dua against them will be something that affects them and affects your relationship with them. So those are the ten points that who mentioned? The children. And we'll finish off inshallah with the wasail or the things which are connected outside other than the parents and other than the children. And number one, which is mushtarik with the others, is bad companions bad companionship you have to monitor who your children take as companions you have to monitor where your children go well it's, it's your duty to do this monitor where your children they go where they sit and where they hang around and with who extremely important for verily if they are good companions it will rub off them or rub off on them and if they're bad companions, it will definitely affect them. Number two, تَحْثِيرَ إِعْلَامِ The evil effect of social media. Big mushkila. Social media. Also, number three, which is pretty much similar, it mentions wasali ittisal, The way that you have communications, whether it's internet or whether the phone, these things likewise have to be monitored to a certain degree as well. Because this causes facade, especially in our time today. That these smartphones, subhanallah, la ilaha illallah. There's very few that we can say are benefiting from these smartphones. The evil is overpowering us. And we are all falling short. The very least, if we're saying that we're not being affected, it's taking up our time. As Sheikh Abdullah Bukhari, he mentioned, when we was in Maldives, that this smartphone is come to such an extent, we can't live with it. We have become like obsessed. It's become like almost that we are addicts for our phones. We wake up in the morning, the first thing before we even make a dua or anything, we check our phones. It's the last thing to do before we sleep, we check our phones. Even when we go to the toilet, we take our phones with us. And we read and we check our phones in the toilet. We cannot live without our smartphones now without even a minute. Sheikh Abdullah Bukhari, he mentions even when it comes to the halakat al-ilm, in the lessons where you are seeking knowledge, you will find individuals on their phones while the shaykh is speaking and giving fawaid. So if it's not taking our time, that is the least mushkil that we have. But our children are being affected. It's connecting them to the all parts of the world, to different parts of the world with different individuals. You must monitor because it's affecting the way they behave and it's affecting the way that they think. <coughs> Number what? Four. Four. Safar ila al kharij, ila amakan al Traveling to areas which are areas 
of evil and corruption. So instead of traveling to the Islamic lands for nuzha, for a break with the families, the children and the families, they are traveling to places not befitting for the Muslims. They're traveling to places which is evil and sharr. And la shak, if you're going to be surrounded by such evil, it will affect you and your children. So do not travel to such places. And finally, al-biya ghayr saliha That a area or a community which is not a righteous area or righteous place, a lot of facade and a lot of evil. So if you're surrounded in such a place where you're restricted in practicing your religion, you're restricted, there's not many Muslims there, not many Salafis there, and you're surrounded by a lot of evil, then know this will affect your children. It will affect your household. So the ones that have the ability to move to places where you will safeguard, alhamdulillah, your children. If you can make hijrah to the Islamic lands, afdal bil khair. And if you can't do that, at least pinpoint areas and send your children to schools and societies that alhamdulillah they share the same values. Wallah, it will help you. But if you're going to be surrounded by such evil and evil people all around you, then wallah, it will be difficult for your children. So alhamdulillah, these were some of the points. Alhamdulillah, there's a lot of stuff alhamdulillah I wanted to share, but time does not permit it. But inshallah, in the future, we'll talk about inshallah, about also the ilaj, and the remedy of such problems. Okay, important notice. Could you please announce that London coach is outside waiting? You can go now, alhamdulillah. <laughs> Have a safe trip back. Hayakumullah ikhwan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Aquli qawli hadha. Astaghfirullah li wa lakum. Fastaghfiruhu. Innahu huwa al-ghafur rahim Allah yafadakum ikhwan. Jazakumullah khairan for your efforts. And just before you all go, Something that I want to do and I want my brothers and my sisters to do. By Allah, go home. And those of you that have mothers and those of you that have fathers, kiss them on their head, hug them and seek their forgiveness and seek their blessings. And do whatever you can, alhamdulillah, that the life which they have left, that you service them in a good manner. You looked after them and you are kind. And alhamdulillah, do to the best of your ability. Do that with your parents. Wallah, go home and be good to your parents with the life which they have left. Hayakumullah. <laughs>